Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Barker Bites podcast. I am CEO of Barker, Brad Smith, and today I am so happy to have Ryan Mara from our team join us. Ryan is our sales team lead and seasoned marketing consultant. And on this issue uh, or this episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about how sales have changed in the face of the the pandemic. Obviously, we can't have this um, personal um, one-on-one face-to-face meeting. So things have changed kind of dramatically. At at Barker, we've had to pivot our um, sales function as well. Now, Now, we're used to dealing with people through email and other online tools, so it wasn't a, a dramatic shift. Um, but for many of our clients, it has, has been a, a very big change. And I'm glad to have Ryan on the line here because Ryan deals with this day in and day out. He's focused on uh, generating inbound leads. He's focused on helping our clients uh, develop strategies that are really going to help them reach their target audience. So Ryan, before we jump into all that, maybe you can give us a little bit of background. How long have you been in sales? Uh, How did you originally get into it? And and what do you love about sales? Yeah, absolutely, Brad. Well, first, thanks for having me. Uh, Great to be on your podcast here. And uh, geez, this is uh, this is 2020. So uh, I think my first actual sales job was in 1994 when I was a freshman in college. Um, I was sick of having to shower twice a day. I was a butcher boy at a meat market before that, carrying over from uh, high school. And, uh, you know, there's a telemarketing firm. Uh, it was called Dial America uh, that renewed magazine subscriptions. And I think the average tenure there was about like two to four weeks. Most people didn't last a month. And somehow I did that for four years and grinded it out. And, um, you know, it, it, it more than paid the bills. I, I was able to set my own schedule as opposed to folks that were, you know, in uh, servers or cooks or whatever. And, and uh, so that, that was a, it was a good fit. Um, you know, uh, it was a, a challenge, but a, a good one. And, uh, and then after graduation, I ended up at a, a company here in Western New York, Ingram Micro, Fortune 100 firm. It's a great opportunity. Had a lot of fun there. It was like a, a big campus for, uh, for young adults. And uh, it was a great sales challenge. Um, around the time the, uh, the dot-com boom busted, uh, that bubble, um, I moved into working with smaller firms and I have been ever since. So, so Haley marketing, I've been at for eight and a half years now. So that's, uh, 26 years total. And, and it almost doesn't even sound right because that sounds like I've been doing the same thing for 26 years and every role has been so different, uh, that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, been constant change. So it's uh, been a fun ride. So from meat market to telemarketing to big sales to small sales, you've, you've kind of seen it all. That's terrific. Yeah. Um, so we're going to lend on uh, your expertise here to help, uh, help our clients really develop good um, sales strategies, good marketing strategies, and really how to overcome the challenges that we're faced with right now. You have the chance to work with clients all across the country. So um, for those that are listening, uh, at Barker Marketing, we have really two divisions. Our, our Barker division focuses on companies all across the board, every industry. We have Haley Marketing Group that focuses on the staffing and recruiting industry and helps people hire, um, helps companies that are uh, looking to recruit and hire. So um, we have some, some deep experience here. What are you seeing and hearing uh, across the country from your clients? Yeah, so really all different things. Um, you know, in, in, in working with the staffing and recruiting, they're all dramatically impacted by the pandemic, because I think everyone is, but in, in different ways. So, 
know, some are down 80% or more. And uh, I, I really hate saying this, but the harsh reality is that, you know, some won't make it through this. Uh, we know that from history and, uh, you know, we're hoping for a quick recovery, but, uh, but, but some are, are, are just down uh, that dramatically. And then there's a small number that are actually seeing higher demand. Uh, it's uh, a wild problem to have right now. It's certainly a better problem to have, but they can't even keep up with the demand of their clients. And I'd say most are, are somewhere in the middle, uh, down maybe 30 to 40% on average, but they're still operational. They're fighting through this. They're working harder than ever to serve their clients and, and pivot to new opportunities. Yeah. And those, those that you mentioned in the, the 80 to 90% category of business loss, we've seen it especially hard hit in hospitality and service and, and retail industries. Um, and then on the flip side, some in the healthcare uh, space are doing well. Some are doing bad because elective surgeries uh, have been put off and postponed. So like you mentioned, it, it varies widely business to business, region to region. Um, as we begin to see more states um, restart their economies, hopefully we'll see a, a quick um, shift. But um, I, I know that it's going to be a phased approach. Personally, uh, we've heard that some people uh, in the sales space are actually getting through to more decision makers, especially on the B2B side. With more people working from home, we've seen that we've been able to eliminate some of the gatekeepers and direct outreach and calls are getting through to the, the right person um, more quickly. Are you seeing that at all? Or any tips for people listening in on, on how to get past that gatekeeper and, and strike up a good conversation? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting what's changed. Um, you know, I, I personally, in my role, I've, I've had the good fortune of working for a firm with an incredible inbound marketing engine. So I don't do the same type of, of cold prospecting that most firms need to do and that I've, I've done throughout my career uh, to drive sales because um, almost everyone I speak to is, is driven as an inbound lead. But, but I have had success in reaching some folks I was working with that just never had the time to get around to their marketing objectives, you know, always just running with their heads cut off to uh, different uh, fires to put out. And, and so that's a change that I've seen directly is the, the opportunity to, um, you know, have better strategic conversations with people that just never found the time before. And I'm definitely hearing from, from our clients that they've been able to get direct to decision makers. Um, you know, a lot of times, they get to a dial by name directory or they dial a direct extension. And instead of that going to an admin or the front desk, it's being forwarded direct to a cell or a home phone and, and more executives are available to those calls. Now they, they're not, they're not going to conferences. They're not out and about. Uh, so there's absolutely opportunity there and um, makes a lot of sense to take advantage of it. Yeah. And Ryan, I love what you said and we really practice what we preach. We're big proponents of using content, education, um, value to really position ourselves as a consultant, help people overcome the challenges that they're faced with. We give away a ton of free information, um, almost to a point where we educate people on how to market for themselves. Uh, but what we do find is that by producing this great content, this great information, um, similar to this podcast that we're doing right now, um, people will reach out to us and we'll have more inbound leads and um, those sales efforts on an inbound lead are so much more effective than, than that cold calling uh, like your telemarketing experience, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, um, I've heard people say that, uh, you know, you need to uh, double efforts in, in this type of environment to, to get half the results. And 
I've always been a big proponent of enabling sales to work smarter. So I know from my time at a company called Be Relevant, where I, I was providing sales enablement solutions to VPs of sales and chief sales officers and, and helping them enable their teams. And there was a formula that I'd always share of knowledge plus effort equals results. Uh, nothing replaces effort. I think from a, a sales and marketing perspective, it may take more calls and marketing touches to generate the same number of closes, of course, when, when things are down. But the huge mistake some companies make is, is doubling the effort without addressing the knowledge part of the equation. Um, and, and, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, healthcare kind of being a mixed bag. That, that industry is uh, schizophrenic a bit with um you know, some areas being down with elective surgeries being gone, and then other areas, uh, just incredible demand uh, for folks on the front line. And, uh, you know, there's a, a, a client of ours that was placing surgical techs and uh, folks in the, in the operating room totally dependent or almost exclusively dependent on uh, those elective surgeries. And without that, uh, making twice as many calls wasn't going to be a, a solution for them. So they pivoted to you know, finding those heroes out there, those folks that wanted to join the front lines. And instead of just focusing on California, they, they're now placing talent from all across the nation to places like New York City that have high demand. So I think it's just, it's really important to work smarter. And, and that also goes to what you're talking about from a marketing perspective. The, uh, the journey of the buyer has been different for over a decade now with uh, you know, the way the internet works and, and Google searching and whatnot. So if we're not getting those folks at the top of the funnel and, and positioning ourselves as they're doing their own research, they often know more than the salesperson does about the product they're, they're looking into. So you know, with all that research being done with, without that well-established marketing effort and, uh, and the education going on, I, I just can't imagine how sales can be successful. Yeah, I, I just want to reiterate what you said. Um, very well put. But knowledge plus effort equals results. Okay, you can't have just effort. You can't have just knowledge. You really need to combine those two and have an integrated sales and marketing approach. Uh, we can soften uh, things up with with marketing, uh, but it really comes down to that one to one relationship and using and leveraging that knowledge uh, to be a thought leader in your space, break down barriers and move that, that sale and that relationship forward. I absolutely love that. Knowledge plus effort equals results. Personally, Ryan, I found that over uh, the last month and a half since this pandemic started, I've been using Zoom meetings and video uh, much more effectively than I ever have in the past. And you would think that being in uh, in quarantine, your your relationships would suffer a little bit. I've actually seen the opposite with, uh, with our clients, that we're strengthening those relationships and we're using more technology and more tools. Are you using um, video and Zoom more frequently in your uh, sales interactions? I am. And, and yeah, I, I totally agree with the, a stronger bond being developed. Um, I am using video in my outreach. Uh, you know, I've, I've had one in my signature for a while now for replying to initial inquiries uh, for over a year. And, uh, and that's been well received. But, um, you know, with, with this big change, um, definitely using more one-to-one -one messaging uh, with video. And uh, in, in the Zoom meetings in particular, I'll, I'll come back to the, the, um, the video piece in the email, but uh, the Zoom meetings, you know, I've always known most of my work is done remote. Uh, it's done by phone. And I've always known from going to conferences and maybe finally getting to meet a client face-to-face -face after working with them for a year or, you know, meeting someone for the first time and starting the relationship that way that 
there's so much more rapport built based on um, you know that that relationship and connection you can have face to face. And um, so none of us are going to conferences anymore, and, and most folks are knocking on doors, and uh, they wouldn't be well received if they did. So you know there, there's this great opportunity like on a Zoom call. You know when someone's telling me that they're they're in crisis where they're they're facing eighty uh, percent cuts. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not just buried on a phone call with my head in a pad of paper taking notes. I'm 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 looking them eye to eye and, and seeing what they're going through, and they're seeing whether or not I have empathy to that, and 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 that's a, a big differentiator, I, I think, of, of just a big um, a big difference uh, rather in, in how we can communicate. Uh, I think it's more important now than ever. And, and from a sales perspective, um, you know, you're, you're really I don't think it can be overstated the difference uh, in, in being able to not only you know convey tone and things that get lost in an email, uh, but um, but also uh, your your there's a uh, there's a vulnerability to it, right? You know, you're you're showing the fact that you haven't gotten a haircut in two months. You're, you might be showing the person uh, a glimpse into your home office uh, and, uh, and and a piece of your life. So uh, so I, I think people are receptive to that. And I think it opens people up. It creates for better dialogue. And um, from a video perspective, we've even used that for outreach where we short video under a minute uh, works really good if it's following up on a call. So you're, you're making the phone calls, you get a voicemail. And instead of saying, I'm going to send you an email, say, hey, you know, I'm sorry we didn't connect today, but I'm going to send you just a, a quick video of what I was thinking about. And you can, you know, let me know if it's useful to you. Then take the time that you already had booked that you were going to talk to the person if they answered, shoot the quick video, it takes five minutes, send it out. And, um, you know, I think it's a, a really impressive first impression and a great way to set yourself apart from everybody else that's uh, reaching out. Yeah, it, sh it sure is. And most companies, most salespeople aren't doing that. They aren't using video. And if uh, there's one thing that I've learned is video consumption, I've seen, seen reports on it, has dramatically increased uh, since we've been in quarantine here. And I don't think that's going to go away. I honestly think that... Uh, this is going to force a shift in how we um, consume information and, and interact with, with people. So I only see it growing as we move forward. So shifting gears a little bit with um, less of that face-to-face -face personal interaction, it, at, at Barker and at Hilly Marketing Group, we, we do website development, we do um, direct mail campaigns, we do everything under, under the sun. Uh, we do social content marketing, PPC. So with that said, how have your marketing recommendations and your advice to people um, changed since uh, we've, we've been in quarantine? And, and how should or could people reallocate their budgets um, in the in the short to medium term yeah that's a great question and uh you know to answer the last part it depends but uh but just to kind of frame that you know we use an acronym here uh that i know you're very familiar with too uh ida um the the, the first letter a and that is for attention and then there's i for interest d for desire and the last a is for action and when you think about the way to capture attention right now there is absolutely more time and there are more eyeballs on, um, on, on uh, digital. And, and so that's more time spent on social. A lot of people think that uh, executives don't spend time on Facebook. They think that LinkedIn is a platform that's appropriate for business and, and Facebook is, is for fun. And maybe some truth to that, but I, I've seen firsthand results of uh, people that are spending, you know, now hours and hours a month uh, on, on a platform like that, along with Google and, and, and just, you know, traversing the internet overall, 
uh, that there's way more opportunity to reach folks uh, in these platforms. And couple that with the fact that there are companies that have just gone into a shell. Uh, you know, maybe it was uh, completely financially necessary. Maybe it was a poor choice on their part, but they're, they're no longer competing for those eyeballs. So, wow, that's a real multiplier of more opportunity and less competition. Uh, so efforts like uh, search engine optimization, search engine marketing, pay-per-click advertising, you know, those are those are opportunities that um, those that can take advantage of them are, are going to be really successful. We're already seeing that. Um, kind of building off that a little bit during past downturns in 09-010, we saw that um, several companies pulled back on their budget. And, you know, it, it might be the right, very short term solution. You need to cut expenses right um, right off the bat. But then we also saw other companies double down. So they said, yeah, you know what, it's difficult times right now. We need to make sure that we don't disappear from the market. And those companies that um, really aggressively marketed during that downturn, we saw them come out of the recession quicker, stronger, and gain market share. Um, what's your thoughts there? I, you know, are there lessons that we can learn from, you know, 09, 2010 that apply to this different downturn? Oh, there absolutely are. I, mean, I, I saw it firsthand when I was trying to sell a, a six-figure sales enablement solution that no one had ever heard of to, you know, VPs of sales. And, and uh, um, you know, they were telling me, Ryan, we're, we're cutting producers. We're cutting our sales team. How could we invest in, in something that's going to, you know, improve sales uh, in, in, this, in this type of environment? And so the sad truth is, you know, folks are cutting marketing budgets. And the reason uh, it's a mistake for anyone that, 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 that can invest right now is we know we're going to come out of this. No one has a crystal ball as to, as to the when. Uh, some areas are going to open up sooner than others. But uh, there's a chance that 30% uh, of certain industries, uh, those businesses, 30% of businesses that, that serve certain verticals will be gone. They won't survive. Who's going to take that market share? Uh, you know, when is the opportunity to grab that market share? The opportunity is starting now. And, and, it's, and if you're not positioned to take advantage of uh, the rush back, uh, then you're going to miss out on all of that. Someone else is going to gobble it up. So, you know, you might stay solvent. Maybe, maybe you're in a good position to ride this out, slow down your marketing efforts and, and, and see the other side of it. But the folks that are aggressive, they're going to gobble up all that market share that was given up by the folks that didn't make it. Ryan, one or two more questions. As we start seeing more and more states reopen, we're seeing Georgia, Michigan, uh, Texas um, going in a, in a phased approach. When is the right time for companies to start that plan, to start reinvesting in marketing? Um, even if their state isn't opening yet or there's no solid plans, does it make sense to start right now? It absolutely makes sense to start right now. You know, for some things you, you would have wanted to start a month ago because, um, and the reality is, uh, you know, take uh, direct marketing, for example. Uh, it would be right to say in, in most situations, not all, that direct marketing might not be physical mail, might not be the, the right method right now with people not being in the office. You're worried that that's just going to sit there unopened. Uh, and that's a very real concern. But the right time to create that direct marketing program to get folks' attention that's now because it might take a month or two to, to get that finalized, get all the creative work done, come up with a great campaign. And then 
if you're in a position to send it out the day things open, get people's attention that day when the need is going to be the highest, uh, that's just imagine the positioning you have against your competitors that are now saying, oh, it's time to reinvest in marketing. Uh, you know, they're, they're way behind the eight ball. I saw a saying the other day that was shared in uh, one of our, our channels that um, if, uh, if the surfer waits for the wave, he's waited too long, right? So that same goes for marketing. That's, a, that's an amazing takeaway. Um, wanted to reiterate again, one of, one of my big takeaways from our episode today is, is that saying knowledge plus effort equals results. We need to give our team the knowledge they need. We need to set them up and explain what's expected of them on the effort side. And if we do those two things in concert, we're going to have great results. Um, Ryan, from your side of things, any final words of wisdom you have to share with uh, business owners, sales professionals, um, people that are looking to uh, get back to a new normal as soon as possible? Yeah, good question. Uh, you know, for myself personally, I think that, you know, the, the reason I've, I've been in sales as long as I have and I enjoy it is I'm, I'm a curious person. I like to solve problems. Uh, I'm not an engineer or a rocket scientist, so you know here I am, and and uh, and it's uh, it's it's fun to solve those problems. And, and I would say, you know, take that curiosity if, if you have that, which I think is critical for for any salesperson and, and any leader to have, and understand, you know, the opportunity you have right now. Say say things have slowed down a bit to really research what's changing, where our opportunity lies, and, and, and how you're going to pivot from that. And, and, and building your own skills, uh, you know, finding ways to, um, you know, just be better at what you do day to day, day to day. So, you know, there's the, the strategy piece of it, uh, of figuring out how you're going to pivot, how you're going to approach the rebound here. Uh, but then there's the personal side of, of just finding out, hey, is, is now the right time to figure out how to work Excel or take a, a Dale Carnegie sales class or read a book uh, that's, uh, that's relevant to your industry? So, you know, just take advantage of the opportunity that this affords you. Uh, it is an opportunity, uh, as, as difficult as all of this is. And um, I think you'll be really happy with the results when, when things change. Ryan, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, for everyone that's listening today, I encourage you to uh, follow our podcast on your preferred platform. Uh, you can subscribe on um, Apple, iTunes, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can subscribe to us. Uh, the podcast name is Barker Bites. That's B-A-R-Q-A-R Bites. And uh, we'll look forward to future episodes. Ryan, thank you again. Uh, can't thank you enough for all the great insight you provided. My pleasure, Brad. Thank you.